What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode. What is this? Episode six now? And uh, we're still the Compassionate Viking. Uh, the cool thing is, is I, I got a, like a little logo, little Compassionate Viking logo in the works. A chick from actually Instagram reached out and she drew me up this whole logo um, online and uh, I'm going to purchase it from her and it will be the logo. So that's fucking rad and I'm really looking forward to that. So we're going to start off with the the herb of the week and remember everybody, I'm not an herbalist. I'm not a natural path. I'm not a fucking holistic doctor. I'm a sheet metal worker. I, I forge and I live out in the woods. I am not like... I'm not your fucking guru or your shaman or anything like that. So, do your own research. But today, we are, um, we're going to go over oregano. And I think most people know what oregano is. We use it all the time when we're cooking with things. And uh, I have my wife up as a guest today. Say hi, babe. Hi. And she was just doing oregano uh, or not doing oregano, but working with oregano downstairs as I got home from, from work before we came up here. So why don't you <laughs> tell everyone exactly what you were doing with the oregano, and then I will go through our little book and reach out. Okay, so Tyler got home from work, and I was what I was doing was I was straining out the oregano oil that I infused in olive oil. Um, like the beginning of September. Okay, so. I don't even know. It's been like nine weeks. I was just putting it into amber glass jars because your sister, my sister-in-law came over and told me that all their family has this cough they can't get rid of. And I was like, well, let's try oregano, like oregano oil. So that's what I was doing. Okay. Straining it out. Um, I used carry, uh, used olive oil as a carrier oil, which is like e- a little bit easier on the stomach. You can infuse oil. You can infuse in whatever oil you decide. But you have to remember that if you're ingesting it, you want to make sure that it's <laughs> not going to give you a tummy ache. So we will be ingesting this. So Motherfucker is going to be using motor oil watch. <laughs> no, don't do that. <coughs> So yeah, we, um, she was downstairs, essentially making, making some medicine, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I love doing this uh, little herbal thing is, as I personally have learned more and gained more knowledge, I really hope that more people start looking into it as well. Because if we all learn how to heal each other, and learn how to heal ourselves, then that puts health essentially like. You know, top on the list. If we can take care of it our own, then we don't need other people to take care of it for us. Now, obviously, uh, if you snap your fucking bones in half or whatever, our hospitals and our doctors are very good at that. But as far as, like, long-term health, the way that our body operates, as far as organs and shit, man, these plants that Mother Earth has provided for us do every single thing that we we could ever need so with that being said why don't we start and i'll grab the book from what one is this this is the last book of herbal remedies 
And it says here, there are many different varieties of oregano. All are medicinal, but vary in the amounts of beneficial compounds. The most potent oregano is said to come from Greece, and I find that plants grown in the summer heat seem to be more potent. It is in the mint family. The edible use is, um, it can be used as a culinary herb to flavor many types of foods, and especially in Mediterranean dishes. I know it in uh, Italian dishes a lot. Um, for medicinal use, oregano can be used as an herb in food. It can be used as a tea, as a tincture, or as an essential oil. The essential oil is very concentrated and should be diluted in carrier oil before use. It is antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal. Oregano is used internally to treat infections and externally to treat skin problems and fungal infections. Um, it helps boost the immune system and is also antiviral. It helps with yeast infections and other fungal infections. It helps with skin problems. Um, I guess here it says in cancer. For cancer, in addition to the beneficial anti-inflammatory benefit and immune-boosting eff effects of oregano for fighting cancer, the carvacrol in oregano has a tumor properties that slow the growth and reproduction of cancer cells and promotes cancer cell death. So that's cool. Um, it says it's heart-healthy, especially used as a tea, stimulates metabolism and weight loss, so all you guys go into Jenny Craig, all you got to do is start pouring a little bit more oregano seasoning in your shit. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure it's going to take a little bit more than that. But for real, these plants do help us with things like this. Um, it'll prevent illness or speed recovery and bronchial infections, asthma, and coughs. So that's where uh, Vanessa was just saying it, it it's her sister-in-law, my sister, and my what, niece and nephew, mm -hmm. got a little cough. And so if we can make our own medicine, we gave her some as she just came over. <coughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's about it for our herbal, herbal, what is it, herbal plant of the week. So I hope you guys like that. And next week we will come up with the next one. All right, let's get to it. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here with my wife because it is last-minute podcast day, of course. And I was like, well, fuck. I can go upstairs and talk again by myself, but I'm sure some people want to hear somebody else. So uh, I said, hey, babe, can you do a podcast with me? And she's like, uh, I have so much stuff to do, like prepare for Thanksgiving, which is valid. But at the same time, all you guys want to hear a podcast as well. So she was kind enough because she loves me dearly to come up here and give me an hour of our time to essentially give to you guys. And I hope you fucking like it because what she doesn't realize is that she's going to be asked certain questions that she's never been asked before because we need authentic answers. So. But we won't embarrass her, right? We're still kind to her, and we still love her. So, um, okay. I want to go over just, like, a lot of things about what I see in the generation between, like, male and female. Okay? So, for me, I'm going to start with just family. 
growing up, when I was, when I was like, I don't even know, one or something, my parents, that's when my parents divorced. And then I got a stepdad, or my, I didn't get a stepdad. My mom met a guy, fell in love with him. I had a stepdad from the time I was like three. So as long as I can remember, I've always had my mother and my stepfather, Travis. And then my biological father ended up meeting a woman around the same time as my mom met my stepdad. Her name was Sandy, and they got married. And so that's how I have two brothers with my dad's side and one sister with my mom's side. But obviously from the time I was one, I was already taught divorce and separation. And you don't realize, like, as you're growing up, but it does do th- it does do things to you, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> then I had, would have girlfriends, and I would break up with them because I was a fucking dickhead and wanted to find the next hottest chick and whatever, whatever I was trying to do. And then I got, I fell in love, and I wasn't the best boyfriend to her, and so she ended up leaving me, and my father ends up passing away, my stepmom passes away, so they're gone, my uncle never had, well, he ended up having a wife after my father passed away, but growing up, he never had any girlfriends or anything. My grandparents were divorced two different times. And so I have no, essentially what I'm, what I'm getting at is that <laughs> my entire childhood, I have no idea what love looks like. Like, I, I know what love looks like on a, I don't know, I guess, uh, uh, relationship level as far as mother, father, sister, brother, all those things. But I haven't got the best model of husband and wife. So I ended up being single for a long time, got another one, found another girlfriend. That was Talon's mom's. That was when I was with her. And then that that didn't work out. And then that's when I started reading these books and, like, going into these podcasts and, like, all these different things because I felt like I felt like I needed to learn kind of some things about it. About what? About, like, love and relationships. <laughs> because Because my first girlfriend's, like... Ended up leaving me. Not the ones in high school, but as an adult. And I started feeling like, like, what was I doing wrong? Like, I had no problem getting a girl. I had no problem getting a girlfriend. And I had no problem dating for, like, it was always like this two-year mark where always at two years, it seemed like it went south. And because they left me, I felt like it was my fault. Like, I was doing something wrong. So I don't have anyone to ask or talk, and it's kind of embarrassing. And everywhere I look, I don't have a model to go to. So I was like, well, fuck, maybe I just need to figure it out myself. So I 
started listening to different podcasts and books on relationships and fucking polarities like masculine polarity and feminine polarity and the energies within us. And I had no idea about any of that shit. So it was all new and it was fascinating and it was like I could see what I was not doing wrong like one of those faggot ass pickup artists like that you see on TV or on the on the internet trying to like be a fucking snake oil salesman. But it was like real things and behaviors that I don't know. So I learned a bunch of shit. And I remember remember at the Muckleteo house, me telling you, I don't remember what it was, but I specifically remember saying, don't you understand that if guys do approval-seeking behavior, they're never going to get laid? Do you remember that by any chance? And I remember you going like, what's approval-seeking behavior? And I go, it's this. Hey, babe, you want to get pizza tonight for dinner? And you go, no, I don't really like pizza. And I go, yeah, me either. What would you like? And you go, I really want burritos. And I go, yeah, burritos are my favorite too. Men, (laughs) if you fucking do that, which happens quite a bit. Not probably to that like to that extreme, but even things of like, hey, you want? Let, I'm yeah, gonna, but I'm if gonna you're go like, th- hey, do, do you want to get pizza, or or just like, I'm going to get pizza, and that's what we're having for dinner, and I don't want pizza. I'm not eating your pizza, and I'm gonna go get a burrito. You're also my fucking wife. Okay, but I'm <laughs> I'm talking about like back in the Muckleteo house. It was not your wife. No, you I wasn't even your girlfriend. No, and I remember doing certain things, and you were like, if you fucking did that, that would be, I I specifically remember, I like, remember standing. I remember stuff like that, too, but I don't, that was nine years ago. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, is ever since then, I've been on this journey to figure out, like, what true love is as a fucking man. What does that mean? Because... Most of the things that I do in my life and my morals and my belief system is like on the more extreme and savage end of the spectrum. But at the same time, I love loving. You said that yesterday. Dad loves loving. And I do. I do love loving. So now that my wife is up here, I am going to ask her questions because I want to know how she feels about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and to get her own <coughs> perspective. So, uh, were your parents married your whole life growing up and you lived in a white picket fence and everything was <laughs> nothing but fucking peaches and cream and love and roses? No. Okay. My parents were never married. My mom and my dad or still have never been married to anybody. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've never been. I call, uh, my dad has this woman that he's been with since I was a teenager, so I call her my stepmother, but she's not. They've just been together. So I think, like, legal, like, you know, if you're together for X amount of years, you're considered married. Is that a real thing? 
I think it is a real thing. I think it is too, but I'm just um, getting, checking to see if you are going to. I don't <laughs> agree know what it's called, me. but I think that is a real thing. Okay. But no, they've never been married. Um, a lot of my childhood is kind of, I don't remember a lot. So it's hard to say. I know I did not grow up in like a happy home and like a white picket fence. <laughs> maybe maybe a trailer park with the plastic white picket fence out front. Okay. <laughs> um, but my dad actually went to prison when I was really young. Uh, three, I think, is when my mom officially left my dad. And he was in and out of jail, in and out of prison. Finally, like, landed himself in prison for an extended amount of time. Uh, I think he got out when I was, like, 15 or 16. And before that, I couldn't tell you what time he went in, how old I was. Okay. Uh, my mom was, like, a whole... My mom is my parent that I grew up with. So I didn't have... Like stepdad, stepmoms, any of that stuff. I had my mother. And I have two older brothers, and they have their own dad. So I had my own, and they had their own dad. My eldest, eldest brother never lived with me. He, I guess, the story goes is that his dad got custody of him when my other brother was born. So my middle brother was born. My eldest brother was six. And his dad got custody of him but didn't take the my other brother this is really confusing he got custody of his oldest son and the youngest son stayed with my mom okay um and him and I are 3 years apart so me and my eldest brother are 9 years apart okay um yeah i don't remember what i was going to say next but well, let me ask you this. So far in your story, did you have any did you have any model to look at to see what love is or what you wanted to have when you grew up? No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. My mom had one boyfriend who I believe you spoke to when I was in Vegas because I met up with him, Tony. Mm-hmm. I'll say his name because he's never going to listen to this. But um, he was the, the most consistent of my mom's boyfriends as I was a little girl. Okay. Um, I mean, we keep in touch still. So it's kind of every once in a while. So he's there. He's the closest thing I would say I ever had to like a father figure. But he was horrible too. He was a drunk, like... All of this crazy shit. He gambled. Like, yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad for my mom. Like, not... I didn't see anything bad from it because I'm a kid. Yeah. But, but you knew? As I got older, like, and became an adult and could look back on those memories, because I, I would praise him all the time. And then I'd be like, oh, wait a minute. He he was an alcoholic. Like, he did do bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, but never to me. Never to you. No. Thank God, because we'd have to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> no. He was the least of my worries as a child. I know. Yeah, so. Okay, so you have no role model, or no. you don't know what love is really at this point. Mm-mm. And I was a very independent child, too. I My mom did what she could, I think, 
yeah. given her circumstances. But as far as having like a like a loving motherly figure, that was not my mom. I mean, you see my mom now and just think of her 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no real role model. My grandparents were never together. My mom actually never met her father. So my grandma on my mom's side has been single. I mean, what is she, 84? Was that? Grandma Shirley. That came here? Yeah. She's like 84, 85. She's been single my entire life. I'm pretty sure the only relationship she's ever had was with my mom's father. And he was married. And that's why he like bailed on her when she got pregnant with my mom. Yeah. So as far as my mom's side of the family, it's just my grandma. She's from England. Yeah, my grandma's from Manchester. Yeah. But my mom literally only has my grandma. There's no uncles, no grandparents, no brothers, no sisters, no cousins, no nieces, no nephews, no nothing. Huh. So as far as my mom goes, it's my grandma and me. So you pretty much grow up and you have your mom and your grandma and two brothers. One brother. One brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, quite lonely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so for me, my real dad and my stepmom had a terrible fucking relationship. Terrible. I don't remember them ever getting along. I don't remember my stepmom coming with us to any function. I don't remember her coming with us to my grandma's house for no birthdays or holidays. I mean, I guess we have those videos and she did come when we were little, but once I got bigger, she didn't come. Yeah. And when you like watch those videos, cause Tyler's grandma made us, like, DVDs of all the home videos that she had. And when you watch them back now as an adult, you're probably, at least for me, and I didn't even know these people, I'm like, how awkward is your stepmother just standing with her arms folded in the corner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... You could feel the vibe through these videos that are 30 years old. Which, but the thing is, is, like... So, yeah, I look back and I see her like that, and then I see my dad, and my dad ends up fucking killing himself over it and the things that had been done, and then she ends up drinking herself to death because of all the things that have been done, and it's like, man, why the fuck wouldn't you guys have just left and then Well, yeah, you look back and you see two, like, very unhappy people. Yeah, yeah. So... And these cute boys. Yeah. And your brothers were so cute when they were little. Yeah. I don't I know what happened as they grew up. But <laughs> what do you mean? They're fucking studs. I, yeah. I don't see them often. I know. I don't see them very often either. But Sorry, I'm trying to fix this studs. mic. It's like falling. Hold on. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. So, now that we're here, one... So you have two people, we're basically at this point, that have not seen a lot of what love looks like? Well, my mom and my stepdad did show love. They did show love. They were they were nice to each other. They got along. They, they obviously had their own issues, as does everyone. But I did see that. So it wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't totally in the fucking dark. I had an idea. When your grandma and grandpa. Yeah, but they, grandpa passed away of cancer right after my dad died. Mm, So then she was, she's been a widow ever since. 
Um, so like I said, it w- for me, I, I kind of knew what it was, but it wasn't until uh, like later on that I realized that there was an issue and that I wanted to fix it and that maybe it was my own problem. An issue with what? You not being able to show love? Or the right kind of love? Like yeah, well, why the, f- why the fuck are my girlfriends leaving me? <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I understand on a lot of them because I wasn't a good, I wasn't a good, like, if, well, you're, if I you mean, fucking you cheat you- or something, then yeah, it's a, that's kind of, you can't be too mad about it. But if you're being, like, loyal and faithful, like, why, why, unless you're a total fucking piece of shit, mm-hmm. why are you? Why are they leaving? Right? So that was my question. Okay? hmm At what... And that was when I was... Like 27? 26? Well, 25, I think. 25. So when I was 25 is when I realized, like, I need to figure out what love is in the sense of long term. Like I said, I had never had any problems getting a girl. Never had any problems getting a girlfriend. Never had any problems maintaining a girlfriend up until about two years. And then I don't know what the fuck happened, but they'd leave. Mm-hmm. So obviously the issues with me. So my question is for you. When when was it that you realized like what love was? If you weren't shown it when you were little, like when is it that you started at least like being curious about it? Um This is going to sound really cliché, but I think I learned what love was when I had Vincent. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of like shocked and I was like holy shit, like I would kill for this baby. <laughs> I would commit murder and spend the rest of my life in prison to protect this baby. And I was 19 when I had him. And his dad and I um we were married. At that point, oh, I hope I don't like, I hope he doesn't listen to this because I don't want to like hurt his feelings. But I think we could both um, kind of agree that we were never like in love. Like we were never like soulmates. He was like a best friend and Vincent happened. Mm-hmm. And we just tried to do right by Vincent. Um which I don't know how he feels. I've never asked him. Like, I I have no idea if that would upset him or anything. I know that when we decided to separate, it was cut and dry. It was, I don't want to be with you anymore. Okay. And he moved out, and we've been separated ever since. So that leaves me to believe that there was no deep, like, soul-entangling, like, love mm-hmm. you know like what, what I mean? we have yeah mm-hmm. 
But we didn't have that at the beginning either. No, no. Um, but definitely having Vincent was kind of like my first encounter with like deep soul connecting, like divine kind of like intervention where I'm like, holy shit, like I get it. Like this is what they mean when they say you're going to fall in love with your baby mm-hmm. or like this is what that deep connection feels like. And I felt it with a baby, but I mean, to this day, I feel so connected to Vincent. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because he was the one that showed me what true love is. Yeah. No, well, it's unconditional kids, love, right? Yeah, unconditional Which love. Which is real love. Un- under, It's not I love you under these conditions <laughs> if you do this, that, and the right. other. It's that I, l- I love you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and... I mean, even like you look at the kids right now mm-hmm. and it's like, let's say they grow up and they be a total <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Say they're a murderer or a rapist or something and they're absolute fucking garbage. They deserve every last bit of punishment, even up to death row. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I don't love my child any less. I wish they were fucking different mm-hmm. and I wish that they got like, obviously they weren't like that, but you're still going to love them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So Vinny teaches you how to what love is yeah okay so and then sis pops up sis is was another eye-opening holy shit i could love another person <laughs> like yes. unconditionally um i have to what uh, what do you have to do i have to go check the food in the oven for the kids okay okay i'll be right back Finish. fuck <laughs> i spoke too soon <laughs> Yeah, we tried to, uh, we tried to put, we're back, by the way. Okay, so she, we went and checked on the food, and then we're like, okay, what the fuck were we talking about? And then we tried to, uh, start it off, but I accidentally pushed the record button too soon. This so, real life. this is where we're at. Yeah, this is real life. We're real people. We're sitting up in our classroom, as always, because the beautiful queen made it for us. And, um... Yeah, so we were talking about unconditional love and what love is. So then Vanessa and I meet each other. And if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, episode one, you will hear about our life story and you will see or not see. You will hear about how uh, we... Essentially, like, okay, we always had sexual attraction to each other, obviously. We're making kids <laughs> right off the bat. But then we didn't want to be with each other. And then we ended we up did, having... We did, and we didn't, and then we did Yeah, and back and forth. And then we were with Tinsley. Or then Tinsley came. And then we decided that we were going to try it. And it was very, very difficult. Because most people, they go on a date, and then they get to know this person, and then they date for a while, and then after a long period of time, they might move in together, and then they move in together for a little bit, and then they get married, and then they, after they're married, they probably want to have some babies. That's what probably most people do. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, maybe they don't, but that's what they're at least taught to do. And in my opinion, it's probably the best 
And I'm not even a fucking Christian. So, and the reason is, is we'll get that to that later because of how important the family dynamic is. But in order to keep that family dynamic, the parents must learn what love is and be able to, to do, do love. Love is a verb. Love is to love. So, it's an action. So, um, how, how did you feel? How did you feel when we first started dating with Tinsley towards me? Was it infatuated? Was it, I'm not really into this guy, but I'm trying to make it work because I have a fucking kid with him. Is it, what was the, what was, do you remember? No. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I don't. I, th- I think that it was like all of the above. Yeah. I have a kid with him. I might as well try to be with him. He's cute. I do like him. Like, you know, all the things, but it was still like all of the like emotions and stuff that we had or I had like during my pregnancy didn't just go away because you decided to stay with sis and I. Like, that didn't go away. Like, those insecurities and all that stuff didn't just disappear. Yeah. And I don't really think that they did for you either. But uh, I think we just kind of knew from the very, very beginning that if we both were to, at least for me, I felt like, dude, this shit's going to be hard. But no one's walking away. Mm -hmm. So it kind of felt like a forever, like eternity thing from the very beginning for me. Just how quickly um, Tinsley came about and like all the events that that happened after Tinsley. And then, you know, you fast forward and we get married and, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Um, Then either. It's like every... I don't know. I feel like there was something always waiting around the corner that was going to like either break us or like test us or make us stronger or something. So I I feel like back then you I was learning what love was and you did not like, fuck. yeah, you weren't really into love. (laughs) No, I had no idea. I was like, okay, um, I just had a baby with this guy like I Whatever, like I was. Because so let's be real, you can fuck without was, love, yeah. right? You can fuck without love, yeah. and making a baby isn't hard. There's eight billion people on the planet, no. so it's not fucking rare. Or maybe it is now because of all the, the all the chemicals and food and everything we eat. But typically, back tradi- like the way the mother nature wants it to be, is it shouldn't be difficult to make a child. Mm-hmm. So no, it should be really easy. When you fuck for fun and not out of love and make a child, then, then yeah, you're in this position. I think you were on the search for love because you also stated to me, I think when I was pregnant with Tinsley, why you tried to make it work with Talon's mom so badly is because you wanted the family. Like, you wanted that family. You yeah. didn't want to break up the family because you're... You know, your mom and your dad got divorced and then your dad, you know, all of that stuff happened. So you wanted that like picture fairy tale family. And for me, I was like, that's not real life. Like, that's not real. 
I've never even remotely seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, it was, it was different. I think I was like way desensitized from the idea of us getting married and living happily ever after. And I was like kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. That's why I didn't take anything so seriously back then. And it was just, yeah, more fun. I guess it was more fun. It was more fun. Yeah. And the idea of marriage for me after. um, I remember you told me you never, never were getting married again. Never. I know. You were adamant. I'll to never me, marry you. like marriage is a piece of paper. Marriage is not, I was not religious. I like, there was nothing churchy or like, re, like nothing about it where it's like, we're going to get married. We're going to say these vows and through thick and through thin and sickness and health. I was like, that does not happen. People say that, but when it comes down to that, they'll be really quick to be like, but, or yeah, but you did this or, you know, I can't do it or whatever. It's a, it's one thing to say like through thickness or thin, but it's another thing to live through it. Yeah. So in my head, it's like, why would I go through another marriage when at any moment something can happen and then we got to go through divorce and then we got to go through custody and then we got to do all this shit again yep. for me because I, and I didn't have to do any of that with I, with Vincent's dad. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it was so cut and dry. <laughs> It was like, hey, meet me at the courthouse. This is our our court date, time, whatever. We walked up in front of a judge. We filed together. Our custody agreement was just what it was. He did not fight me on anything. I'm pretty sure child support wasn't ever even a problem. And we went in front of the judge, and they literally were like, do you want to be married to blah, blah, blah? And we both were like, no, we don't. And they signed the paper, and we went on with our life. And it was just, it was, like, easy peasy. And so I'm like, why would anybody ever do this? Because it almost never turns out like that. Like, I got lucky. I didn't have to fight for my son. Yeah. I didn't have to take him away from his dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to, you know, live like most divorced women have to live. And deal with the custody and the money and all that stuff. I made all the money. So that was never an issue for me. But it was just never fight. And it was great. And then I like you. <laughs> so, yeah, my outlook on like marriage after experiencing how smoothly my divorce was, was like, well, that's going to be a once in a lifetime experience. So the next time I have to get divorced, if I ever have to get divorced, which I don't think that I ever will, but it would be stupid for me to say that it would be as easy or simple or. As it was the time before. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so, but, but, okay, so you're totally against marriage. I was so against marriage. And I'm for marriage. Yeah. Right? I'm like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, I'm going to fucking get a queen and she's going to be my wife and we're going to fucking crush life together. Yeah. So that happened. Tinsley was what? Three when we got married. Well, you decided to say yes, obviously. Well, I remember it a bit different. It was not, you got down on one knee and professed your love for me. No, it wasn't that. Like, let's get married. I want to spend forever with you. It wasn't. We were going through, um, some court shit for Talon. Uh huh. And 
we had kind of talked about getting married, but it was never like a final thing. Mm -hmm. And our lawyer was like, oh, you're engaged. And we were like, well, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it. And um, she was just kind of like, well, not like it would look better if you were married or it would help your case if you were married, but it wouldn't hurt your case at all. Because I played a really big big role in his life. And uh, when we were not married, it basically was like Vanessa who? Like Vanessa doesn't do shit for him. Yeah, and she's like taking care of him every and single I, day. I doing Like him, being yeah. a full-time mom to him. And that's why I'm like, babe, like you have to be my wife. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. We did love each other. We knew like at that point nothing. It was... It was stupid of us to not get married. But also, we're still, like, we're not getting along all that well. Because we're we're still having to learn about each other while we have co-parenting. Like, we've taken on a bunch of children (laughs) and co-parented and moved in. And we don't really know, like... Anything? Yeah, because at that time, Tinsley was born, Talon was two, and Vinny was three. Mm Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on, and uh, we had to move out of my apartment. It, there was just so much happening, and um, we lived all five of us and a dog in a bedroom, in one bedroom, in mm-hmm. one bedroom, all five of us <laughs> and a dog. Yeah, and you know what? We still fucked. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Really, yeah. Don't tell grandma. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, my outlook on marriage was not, um, like, totally honest. On our wedding day, I was like, cool. We got married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I remember. And so then we went to Vegas, and it was fun. It was fun, yeah. It was fun. And yeah. then we came back. And you were like, mm, I'm not really interested. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't like right away, I don't think. It was like but, a month later. Okay, we're going to talk about this because this is a, a pivotal moment, I feel, in our relationship and kind of what changed the trajectory yep. of our relationship. Tyler worked a job that was so fucking stupid to me and I was like you have so much potential. You can make so much more money. Like you um I know people are like don't talk shit about your husband. No, I no, talk no. shit this about is, my husband is, yeah, because this is part of it. He would go to work. He only worked 4 days a week. He would go to work. He would come home. He would drink a six pack of beer, sometimes more, smoke a shit ton of weed and play fucking ARK. On yeah. the Xbox with yeah. Josh yeah. until oh, it's fuck, time to go dude. to bed. I don't even know. I like the amount of times I, well, because we also worked opposite schedules. So he would get home and I would leave. And then like I would get home and he'd still be in the same spot. And I'm like, what have you done all day? This went on for so long. Yeah. This was so long. This was so long of me like basically begging and pleading like change something in your life because i can't live like this mm-hmm. i remember we'd fight all the time and i'd tell you like look i'm th- not gonna make any more money yeah this, this is, is the, the best, best that it's I can gonna do. get i'm not gonna join the union because i refuse to like stop smoking pot i think that was the biggest thing yeah and it was like to me i'm like are you ki- are you kidding me 
So you like it was it was this was years ago, like <laughs> Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. And so Okay, so then you you were like you'd had enough. You were like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be married to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this the no, because because Okay, yeah, that that was the time. Yeah. Right? You and it was Yeah, I ended our relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I ended it. I said we are not together anymore. You can go do whatever the fuck you want and I'm gonna go do whatever the fuck I want. Yep. Whether you want to be with somebody else, I can be with somebody else. We're separating. I'm not doing this anymore. And I remember it fucking crushed me because I felt again, okay, here we go again. What is it, two, three years? (laughs) Yeah. I get married to this girl. Yeah. I have a child with her. I have no problem making all that happen. And here I am in the exact same motherfucking position. Mm -hmm. So something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like one time, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, shame on you type of shit. Yeah. Or shame on me, however the saying goes. Anyways, I remember it being Thanksgiving. And I was going to go to my mom's. And you sent me a message. Or no, no. You had asked me, you were sitting at the dinner table, and you come to me, and you're like, what are you doing today? And I said, going to my mom's. I remember you saying, well, I want to go with you. And I had said. I don't remember any of this. It was on Thanksgiving. Or maybe it was on Lefsa Day. It may have been Lefsa. I don't even I don't even remember the holidays that year because it was so close to the holidays and it was such a like messed up situation. But the whole time so I ended the relationship short story. Yeah. We're going to shorten this up. I ended the relationship. I basically decided we can both go off and do whatever the hell we want and he you knew that. Yeah. You knew. And so I did. Yeah. I did. I stepped outside of our marriage yeah. because to me I was done. I'm like, there's only so much. And I'm not saying I was like a saint and I was like the perfect wife and did everything perfectly. No, like we we had a very unintimate marriage, but that's that's your complaint. Yeah. <laughs> My complaint was that and also just like there's no there was no drive. There was no you did not feel like you could move forward in your life. You didn't feel that you could make more money. Yeah, I was you stagnant. Fe- you were stagnant for a long time. Yeah. And so I I remember that. I remember how so do, how I hold on. I remember I'm going to forget all this stuff. Okay. I remember um he every day it would be like I want to try, I want to try. You would ask me like can we try this, please? Like, you know, we're still living together. We're still taking care of all of our kids. Um, we were never really, like, together with our kids. It was either one or the other. So that was kind of weird for them. But it was a very short amount of time, I'm going to say. Okay. Because we never got to the point of, like, no, no, we never packing up and moving and talking about, like, getting an apartment. Like The first time was long. The first time was long before... From the time that you didn't, like, after we got married to the time you stepped out and the time you told me. Because you, w- when you told me it was Thanksgiving, 
you wanted to come with me to mom's. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. You're like, but I have to tell you something. And when I tell you, you're not going to want, like, you're not going to, oh, I remember what it was. I said, no, if you want to go to mom's, then that means we're together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to mom's as fucking friends. And you were like, well, I do. But, <laughs> I think but, I said, um, I, you I said, I do, but what I have to tell you, like, you're not going to want change to change your act. mind. Yeah. yeah. Because that was always a thing. We would always talk about like what would happen if somebody cheated and like what our boundaries were. And it was always like cheating is like a no, like a no come back from that kind of thing. And you know, like to this day, I don't consider like, yes, I, I stepped outside of my marriage, but did I have a fair an affair? No, because it wasn't a secret. Mm-hmm. It was not a secret to me. I told you, you can go do whatever you want and I can do whatever I want. And it was an agreement. And then he, it kept, it kept coming back as like, I want to fix this. What can we do? Like all this stuff. And maybe it was Thanksgiving. Maybe it was left that I don't even remember Thanksgiving, spending any Thanksgivings with your parents, except for very early on in our relationship. So it could have easily just been Lefsa. Um, which if you don't know what Lefsa is, you just need to go look it up now because mm-hmm. it's, it's a Norwegian thing. But, um, and yeah, I finally was like, okay, well, maybe if I fucking just tell him, he'll stop like hounding me about wanting to fix our relationship. Because I knew the second that I was like honest and I had said, you're not going to want to be with me after I tell you the truth. Yeah. He'd be like, F you and doors closed and that obviously was not the case but i wasn't like oh, i, <laughs> I was fucking you. pissed yeah. obviously i was pissed and i was like what the fuck okay but that also like hindsight's always 2020 because that was the catalyst of like okay what does this other fucking guy have that i don't Anyways, it doesn't even matter anymore because we're at the best. It's better than it's ever been. And that's the whole point of this story. So what? when did I start forging? When did I learn how to forge? Way before. Um, I have no idea. But I think... Uh, it ha- no, way before that. Way before that. Because yeah. that's when you were with Jake. Up at the shop. Okay. So I was already forging when you this was all going You were already forging, yeah. Okay. But you were not forging enough to get your ass off of the couch and stop playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The video games was video games and beer and smoking weed was like, fuck, I would play with Josh. It, I just loved it so much. It was horrible. It was yeah, but horrible. the thing is, is I realized, I realized, okay, we got back together. We worked uh-huh. it out for a while. And no, it was really shitty. Yeah. It was really shitty. I remember, like, finally. Well, okay, when I say worked it out, I mean, like, we were together. We were together, but, I mean, it was not, like, rainbows and sunshine. I got to a point where, like, I remember having to tell you, you cannot bring this up and throw it in my face every single time we get in an argument. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I feel like I took like a really hard beating for probably about a year. Yeah. Because in my head it was like, I have a free pass for fucking ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like every time, like, no, listen, bitch, you fucking did this. 
And if you want to be my wife, then it's going to be like this. But then at the same time, at the same time, is that this is my wife. So I do I really want her to just, like, sure, sure, sh- she fucked up. But at the same time, like, we've all fucked up in life. I've cheated on a girlfriend before. Yeah, it wasn't but my wife. how many wife. people, like, fuck up and, like, actually admit it, though? Because I could have kept that shit to myself and taken it to the grave. Oh, yeah. But I don't roll like that because it, like, honestly, it was kind of shameful for me, too. It wasn't, like, I mean... Now everybody knows this, but like up until now, it's not something that's very like out there and talked about. I mean, no, people, people won't fucking admit their faults. No. And I'm doing it on this podcast now, which doesn't make me feel very good. But at the same time, that was a very pivotal time for our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And we had young children, and it was almost immediately after that you got this job. No, no, we did it. It happened two times. Not you stepping out, but it was the it was we worked it out after that. After you stepped out, we worked it out for like a year, and then we went to Vegas again, and then we came back. And we were at my mom's house, and I remember you on the couch, and you were, like, not wanting to be loved. Like, you, it was that. I don't remember any of it. Because then, (laughs) then. To me, it all molds into, like, one situation, and I know that's not the case, because we went to, um, we went to, what, marriage counseling one time, and I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. And the guy was like, this isn't going to work then. And I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. And I left. Yeah. But I don't remember how we came back together. I don't remember. Like, no, I, because we, we that's when we started jujitsu. is when we came back together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys started. Yep. yep. And then we started jujitsu, and then it happened again. We went to Vegas and came back again. And then the same same thing, but you didn't step out. And then I was like, fuck, this time it's for real. And I need to figure my life out. <laughs> so jujitsu has helped me tremendously on giving me, like, motivation and keeping me fit and fucking disciplined and savage. And, like, I understand what hard work and, like, now, now I'm not thinking. I'm in a different mindset than I was before. Now, all of a sudden, this has made my mindset change instantly into I'm fucking capable and I'm worthy and I have value and I can do whatever the fuck I want as long as I put my mind to it. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And I got a job and I fucking crushed it and I'm, I'm doing, I've been doing great and then <clears throat> we worked it out, right? Remember when I, I still am you not. You came to my jujitsu competition. That was the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you see me fucking get a gold, and you were like, "Yeah, that's my man." <laughs> that <is not> <laughs> <laughs> I think that I was really frustrated to be there, but then I was like, "It's really important to him, and so I need to be there." And then I honestly don't. I don't remember what happened that time. I you don't have remember. a terrible memory, babe. I have a terrible sometimes. Like that's <laughs> like to me, it blurs all together. Like like three years of our like relationship. Honestly, 
I cannot tell you facts of like anything, any holiday, any birthday, any presents given, anything that we did, unless it was like a trip or something, because those are very far and few in between. But like, it's kind of like my childhood. If something bad happens to me, I just block it out. And it's just, you know, hidden away in like this little locket in my brain. Yeah. Which leads like me to say... I shouldn't say you have a terrible memory. You have a really good memory. I do Just have a really good memory. But that second time, I don't freaking remember. Probably because it's crazy. It was all crazy, right? It was fucking chaos and mayhem. And we're st- we're still... Ha- okay. During that time, do you remember... Do you remember, like, were you searching for love yet? Or, like, wondering, like... Mm-mm. No. I don't think so either. I think I, um, I don't really know. I don't think I was searching for anything. I was just kind of like, oh, this is my life. Like, I'm just going to be doing this for the rest of my freaking life. I don't even think, like, I really believed in the concept of love. Like, for, like, another human being that didn't come out of my body. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because of the way we grew up. Or well, not we, you. We, I, yeah. And I think maybe like the last, I guess it would be three years since like COVID started, really took me to like a dark place, would you say? Yeah. A few years ago. Um, has it already been three years of this shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And it made me like I had to I really had to like go back into like my childhood and why I was, you know, because you had said at the beginning of this, what's wrong with me? Like, why are all these women leaving me? And my thing after everything we've experienced is what's wrong with me? Why don't I know how to love this man that has done nothing wrong to me? Well, I was not I was not. To, to my point, like, right now, is that I was not being the man that I was supposed to be. And that's why you left me, which is valid for any woman. Mm-hmm. Okay? When the man is not being the man he's supposed to be, the woman will find a man who is being. And she might find out that he's not down the road. But yeah. at the beginning time, right, we have this lust feature where... I don't know, our fucking primal brain wants us to fucking reproduce. Mm -hmm. So it makes us where when we first meet someone, this butterfly feeling and like this, I mean, it is rad, right? It's it's a crazy feeling, but it doesn't last and it's not real. It's lust. Mm -hmm. It's not love. And so, yeah. So for us, we're still learning. I'm, I've got the good job. Um, what? Yes, you have a good job. No, I got like, I'm saying like, I got got a better job. I'm not working a shitty job. Which was not like the, like that was money was never that important to me. What was it? What, what is it that like, Like the lack of drive for anything besides video games was not there. Okay. So it's like impossible. Okay. One thing. (laughs) That people need to understand about Tyler is he is so knowledgeable and like teaches himself crazy shit. Like people don't usually just wake up and be like, I want to forge today and like learn how to forge that day like you do. Yeah. So like the amount of um, like 
the skill level was just like so crazy to me that you were like wasting it away on my couch. Yeah. Because you didn't believe that it would go anywhere. Yeah. And it, I mean, like to obviously you're not forging and you're not like making night bladesmithing or whatever, but like you have the skills and you have the ability and we will get there. It is, it is in our plans in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what did it. I was just like, God, I can't <laughs> like coming home and like knowing what I was going to walk into was, and not in like a good way. It was just like way too, it was like, overwhelming you weren't feeling it no i mean how is like every day when you come home from work what do you expect me to be doing right now yeah every single day you walk in the door where am i in the kitchen in the fucking kitchen yeah but i'm doing something yeah i'm not like on the couch watching tv fuck no no so it's different when you like know where your significant other is going to be and you're not like not surprised. But I was never surprised and it was never a good thing. <laughs> it was like he's going to be on the couch playing Ark again. Okay. So. <laughs> <sighs> but but you no, I wasn't playing Ark in the union anymore. It, no. It w- uh, no. You joined the union. You joined jujitsu, And it got better. You like it got better. Um. And I'm still like learning. I'm reading books. I'm tr- I'm listening to podcasts. I'm going, man. <sighs> it was just a shit time. Like it, like, but it wasn't all like your fault. I had a lot of demons from my past that I never even acknowledged to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that played a really big role in everything as well. Yeah. Like, I refuse to believe that any, because I'm the type of person that I'm like, I'm not going to make excuses for my behavior. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people are like, oh, well, you know, I was this, that, and this happened to me as a child, you, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. But, but that's so wrong. It is totally an excuse and a valid excuse because what I've learned, and I've like done some witchy shit to figure out what's going on with me in my head. Okay, well, maybe not, like, witchy, because that sounds really extreme, but I uh, finally realized that there was a lot that I couldn't understand. Um, such as, or too too personal? Just such as, like, okay, we're, man, okay. this is, like, way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> We're like going full send on this, but I um was very what's the word? Dis um I wanna say disentangled, but that's not the word. <laughs> I'm thinking about a stupid movie. Um Disconnected. Disconnected with like sex yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. And as you have known it was very hard for me and it was like to me a job yeah it was a job I'm your wife I'm supposed to you know do these things and I gotta keep you happy yeah but for me it was um bite my tongue and get it done uh-huh <laughs> and this is no news to Tyler I oh just no, want to make I this very clear this like we talk in depth about like this kind of stuff this is no news to Tyler I would I would say over anything we communicate 
really well. Very well. Even if it's really hard. Yeah. Um, but maybe, yeah, I think I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with me? And I'm thinking, like, because the thing is, it's not like you, like, it's not like I wouldn't make you come. Yeah. So I'm no. I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay. This is I'm making, confusing. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, what the because like the build up to it like I never wanted to have sex but when I when it was starting and like happening I'm like okay it's not so bad but not all the time right um so after talking you know to some of my girlfriends and I got um what's the word put in touch with a certain doctor Uh who's like an empath and she does crazy shit yeah um I basically went to her because she is like a brain specialist too. I basically went to her and was like, what's wrong with my brain? Like, why is my brain not working? Because I figured it was that. Yeah. Um, And we went like to my first appointment, I think it's supposed to be like an hour and a half. I was there for three and a half hours. Like we went over like basically my entire childhood. And she basically ended up saying, there's a whole compartment of my brain that holds like the traumatic experiences that shut down completely. Mm-hmm. I could give you like exactly what she had told me if I had the paper in front of me, but I'm not a doctor and I don't remember those terms, mm-hmm. but there's a part of your brain that holds like all of your traumatic experiences. And you know, for me, I was an eight year old little girl mm-hmm. and I was, Physical touch is what triggered me in any way, shape, or form. A hug, um, like closeness, closeness, like cuddling me in bed, like spooning, touching my leg, like any form of physical touch from nobody but Tyler would trigger me, and I'd turn into an eight year old little girl again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went through a lot of appointments with that specific doctor, uh, just kind of trying to learn how my brain functions. Yeah. And, you know, it was really interesting. I got started on like a holistic medication, um, like tincture that I took for a long time, mm-hmm. maybe like six months, mm-hmm. um, we had to like abstain from having sex or anything for like what three, ninety days, three months, and then yeah. So hey, all you guys <laughs> out there, look, dude, I've been dealing with something for so long, and it's been an issue. But I love this woman, and I always knew that one day, like, I would be the man who fucking cracks the code. <laughs> And that's going to be rad. And I am, by the way. But at the same time, like, what are you willing to do for your wife to support her to help heal her soul and her spirit and whatever whatever traumas that she has held within her? Are you willing to not fuck at all for 90 days? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I... I'm not going to say, like, I fixed the problem, but after, you know, six months of this, like, tincture that I was taking, I started to not feel as triggered. I think it, like, really helped 
with that because it basically was allowing my brain to like reawaken that part, that eight year old little girl and allow her to grow up uh-huh. and like get out of that like fight or flight mode. And like, you know, like for, for me, it wasn't that like Tyler was going to hurt me. It was more like, it, I think it had like the opposite effect. I knew he wasn't going to hurt me. So it like allowed that trauma to creep in even more. That was, that and that's sense. the part that hurt, like, not, I shouldn't just say hurt, that confused me the most is like, I feel like out of anyone in the entire world, you should feel the most safe with me. Mm-hmm. But that's usually it, like, so victims of like, uh, sexual assault, uh-huh. it's the people that they trust the most that they take it out on. And it's because they feel the safest with you. But, like, I'm going to say in my case, I should have felt safe with the people that I was with. Right. And that's who, that's what happened to me. And I don't need to go into, like, a big story of what happened to me, but I was sexually assaulted from the time I was 8 to 12. Yeah. Um, I came out. I, like, it was really strange because I was 16 years old when I realized what happened to me was wrong. Uh-huh. And I came out and I said something and I obviously was not supposed to say anything or even remember what truly happened to me because it um, kind of backfired. Yeah. Like big time. Yeah. So uh, my my brother, yeah. my uh, middle brother, so Steven, who is addicted to heroin, homeless, living on the streets somewhere currently as we speak, um, was the only person that was like, I believe you. Yeah. And that was it. That's all I got. I got a, I believe you. And from everyone else, I got told that I was stupid and crazy. Your mom? <laughs> you know the answer to that. I, I know. My mom refuses to acknowledge that anything bad ever happened to me. To this day. To this day. Yeah. Refuses to acknowledge it, talks to the person that um, did it to me, supports that person, has taken that person into their home, has um, had the nerve to ask me if I wanted to speak to this person or say, hey, this person says hi and he hopes that you're okay. Like, that's the kind of support that I got from my mom to this day. Which I say put a fucking pike right through his face. But I tried. <laughs> yeah, no. Give him to me and I'll take care of him. But all, he's not, not worth my time. I, no. In, in the entire time we've ever been together, I've never seen him. And that's fine. The world will fucking eat that guy up and spit him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah. Suppressing, like, the trauma that you experience as a child is a horrible thing to do, and I do not encourage anybody to ever try to do it or pretend that they don't have trauma that they need to get through because, like, we're nine years into our relationship, yep. and it's been only, like, the last year that it's, uh, I'm not going to say been good because we've had great memories and great times, but, like... There's been many, many, many great times. It's that it's always been the sex and the intimacy. Yeah. Which for somebody, like for me, because I was dealing with the trauma for so long, I'm like, it's not a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. It's just not a big deal. Like you don't need that in a marriage. You don't need that at all. Like that's just a like a that's a pleasure pleasure seeking thing. That's not love. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of where I was. I know, and <laughs> I finally I remember telling you like, okay, look, I love you, but. I have to fuck, babe. <laughs> I am a dude. I am full of testosterone. That I I can't. Like I'm gonna go find another girl. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, okay, whatever. You know, whatever. Say say whatever it is. And this went on for a while. And then, uh, actually, at my my recently. Yeah, recently. Out, Another out. fucking girl walked into the picture. Yeah. Out, not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. He did not fuck another girl. <laughs> or did out, you? I didn't fuck her. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, I passed this girl one time, and for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to talk to her. I talked to her. As it went away, I was like, what the fuck? I feel really connected to this chick. And I don't even know who she is. And it wasn't in, like, a sexual way. And, like, over a period of time, uh, I continued talking to this girl. And I I started talking to her a lot. And I was open to it uh, with Vanessa, right? I had said that I was talking to her. And mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember one day, <laughs> I remember one day you go, I was on the phone with her when I showed up mm-hmm. and I go, or you go, who are you on the phone with? And I tell you and you go, oh, are you going to talk to her every day for the rest of your life? And I go, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing your face and it was like, hmm. but because in my mind was like, even though I love you, I love you dearly. I would do anything for you. I fucking cherish you more than any woman, any person on the face of the planet other than the kids. But I'm young. I'm a stud. And (laughs) I can't deal with the fact. Like, I'm willing to support you, but I got to see. I got to see more progress. Like, I can't do that. At some point, I'm going to cheat. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to cheat on you. Yeah. And there's nothing that I can do to stop it. Like, love is clearly too powerful. So, but it's not love. It's... It's like the love for you is like an emotional love. And what I've always wanted is to be like, mm, close, feel connected, right? Yeah. Not the disconnect. Mm -hmm. I want to feel connected to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, It turns out that, like, I have to tell Vanessa that, like, I've been fucking talking to this girl all the time. And, like, I'm f- starting to have feelings for her. Well, so he, like, I feel like we're um, kind of going through a therapy session. Yeah, well, that that's it. Is well, it the, the what's thing, the, go ahead. The thing is, is, like, he was open about talking to this girl from the very beginning. And from the very beginning, I knew it was bad news. And I told him, like, you know, this is kind of uncomfortable for me to know that you're talking to this woman all the time. And I'm like, women don't, there's always an ulterior motive 
when a woman is talking to a married man. I'm not stupid. Most women are not stupid. Okay. (laughs) So I kind of like felt like something was coming to a head and I just kind of was rolling with it for a long time. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I can't really ignore this anymore. And, um, I'm pretty sure that's when you basically just told me you needed more of a physical relationship with me. And I was like, so mad I got up and left. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when you left, I was a little concerned. Uh-huh. I'm like, where the fuck is she going? But then I have to go to work in the morning. Uh-huh. And then I went back to sleep. I know. And then you woke me up. Yeah. And you go, hey. <laughs> I'm being moved out by the end of the month. And I yeah. go. Because I was like, dude, I am not doing this. I, you know, I'm not going to, my husband is not going to have a girlfriend. Um, then you got Unless it was my idea. If it's my idea, that's something else. Yeah. But, like, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying that. Because Why? realistically, like, I think it could work. I yeah. think it could work if a wife realized, you're going to drink all my water. Uh, well, I'm thirsty. Um, it, like if a wife was that confident in their relationship and like wanted it to to an extent, not like some sister wives bullshit, but like it could work. Yeah, it will not work for me. Just because I am, um, I don't like to share. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing, <laughs> and I have not met a woman on the face of this planet that I would be okay with my husband sleeping with. It would, it could work in some circumstances. I'm not knocking that. So if you're. Where's this woman at? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but she would have to be pretty fucking impressive. That's all I'm saying. I feel like that's just going to cause problems. It probably, that's why I'm saying it has to be my idea. Because if you're like, hey, I'm bringing this chicken to our marriage and this is what it is. It's like the fuck you are like no um word anyways i was really upset i was like i'm moving out i don't know where i'm going but i'm moving out and i was kind of like heat of the moment like frustration for me because like one thing that tyler and i have learned in our marriage is we don't really disrespect each other doesn't call me names i don't call his names we don't even say like fuck you to each other when we're mad i'll flip him off (laughs) when i'm really mad you'll say it Mm, you'll say it to me but i never call you mean names but it's kind of like yeah i have said it you have said it but but i have no other way of like making you know that i'm like so mad babe i'm a fucking man call me whatever you want um just because you call me mean names doesn't mean i need to (laughs) You're a girl. You're my, I love you. And yeah, you're out of control. You're a fucking woman. You're chaos, right? You're just divine feminine energy that is not contained because Mm -hmm. you refuse to have, be contained in that moment. But I love you for it. Okay. So something happened. Um, Because I was ready to leave. Well, that's what I was saying. When I told you. Yeah. When I told you. I was like, fuck, dude. I knew Vanessa was, I, I knew that she was would leave. 
And so I was literally willing to fucking burn the entire thing down. For it, let's like get this straight. Just for a physical connection. Yes. Because we have talked about this like extensively because like obviously you've probably learned this entire podcast. Um, We've had intimacy issues for nine years. Well, mm. eight years because the first year was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but we still fought. Yeah. But I'm saying like. Uh, I got distracted by Freya barking. <laughs> yeah. If you hear dogs in the background, that's because we're in a house with real, real people and real animals. Um, we had talked extensively about like his, his need for like more physical. And I was just like, I can't, I can't fucking give it to you. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't do it. Um, and that was kind of like the root of, all evil with this last little experience that we went through because all he's saying is like, I need physical like attention. So I got really mad that night. And then maybe the next day or a couple days, but but it's not like need. Like I'm like, Oh, like, no, like it's a little, need. okay. It's it was need. need. Yes. Need. But it's not like I'm fucking, it's this. How come when I walk out this goddamn door, <laughs> any fucking chick that I want, Wants to love up on me and desire me and show me all this love and affection and would fuck me if I wanted to. But my own wife refuses to touch me or want me. Why? What? What? what what's going on here? Like, what are we fucking talking about? That's what the issue was. Yeah. 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 So I think I went a couple of days of being really upset and I was like, this fucking guy, like. Like, I've seen so much, like, improvement spiritually from, like, just the ceremonies and all this stuff. And then he, I get hit with this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but then I was like, you know, it's honestly, like, really fucking stupid that all he's asking me for is some physical attention <laughs> for me to show him that I love him on a physical level. And I'm, like, saying no. Like, I, I can't do that for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know it. Like, if you would have said this to me a year ago, I probably, two years ago, three years ago, even before I started learning about myself, mm -hmm. I probably would have been like, all right, then we're separating because I can't change. Yeah. Like, I can't change for you. Go be with this other woman. You're going to lose the mother of your kids. You're going to lose all of this. But like you said, you're ready to like burn the whole fucking thing down yeah, just for it. that. And it was like a really hard realization for me because like I like stayed up crying I think like for two days I was like crying and I was like distraught and then I just like woke up and I'm like all he wants is some fucking love for me <laughs> and I'm and you're gonna say no that wasn't it that's exactly what it was it, it is so but if your husband uh, is literally telling you like I need more physical attention from you just Give it to them because then I remember telling him I stopped coming up with reasons to say no. Like, you know, he, I'm going to be honest. He's the initiator when it comes to sex. Yeah, dude. We're meant for is. fucking. That's like, just the way that it is. But night after night when I'm like, no, I told myself like, 
I'm just going to stop saying no, unless I have a reason, like a valid reason, like, like a valid reason I'm on my period or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to stop saying no and I'm going to see what happens. And so I've kind of just stopped saying no. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I've also expressed very much. Look, if you're not desiring me, if you're not into me, I'm good. I don't want to have any fucking part of it. And if that's how you feel, you don't desire me. I'm going to walk out this door and I'm going to go get the girls that do want to love up on me. Something changed is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, it's not like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'll do my wifely duty. Something changed. Even your behavior, the way you act towards me, the words that you say towards me, the text messages, it's different. Yeah, it is different. And I know, like, I think I know that, I think I know why. And it's because I stopped saying no. I stopped shutting down something that was also supposed to benefit me. And I never knew the benefit of it to me because I was too busy saying no. Like, no. Yeah. Because I was, I didn't want to be triggered. I didn't want to be put in a situation where I couldn't say no. I didn't want any of that. And then I stopped saying no. And after a few days, I was like, damn, this is nice. (laughs) (laughs) And it got better. And, um, how do you feel energetically? Like, do you notice any difference between us, our connection, how you feel your mood, uh, your, your libido, like any of that? Well, yeah, I think like the more that you have sex, the more that you want to have sex, which is honestly like you hear that all the time, but you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it is true. Um, I think, like, energy-wise, we've been on such a high even before this. Like, this, we're talking about this like it seems like it's not a big deal and it's nonchalant or whatever. But that's just because we talk so much that it, it's like another step. It's another stepping stone in our relationship. It's not like something that's going to. The house that we built is not going to crumble because of this situation Mm -hmm. I feel like each situation that we come to makes our house stronger yeah you know so it may be weird to hear us talking about this so openly but we talk about it so much that it's just like why not because this is what we've experienced um so how are you feeling now well like this current moment I honestly like have a headache (laughs) (laughs) um i feel really good i think um being open because in the process you know i didn't tell tyler that i was trying this new thing of like just not saying no and like turning him down every time that he tried to initiate like sexual intercourse or anything like that um i think i told you maybe like two weeks after Mm-hmm. That started, maybe, and you were like, "Oh, how's that working out for you?" <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Like, what the fuck?" All of a sudden, my wife is like, totally digging it, mm-hmm. and but the thing is, is like, in my mind, is did it actually take me to like show you, like, I will fucking leave if it goes like this, or or what? But then at the same time, it's like, I don't really give a shit what it was. It worked. (laughs) 
Not like it. Not like it worked. Like I did it to like trick her and manipulate her. All I ever wanted was just love you and be with you and fucking all that. I want romance. I want friendship. I want emotional connection. I want to feel spiritually connected to you. I want to be. I want to be one with you. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's always been like every box checked up, checked off on the list, except for this one. And this one has gotten so fucking important Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to literally essentially knock 99% of all the other boxes off for it. Yeah. And deal with the consequences later. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you what it was. Okay. Well, what is it like? What, what's the reason? What's the reason? Why even put effort into it? Why not just fucking wipe your hands and go off? Well, um. Like as a wife, and not even necessarily well, my I wife, but like as a woman. Why put effort into what your husband is telling you he has yeah. issues with? Um. Well, for me, it was like. Obviously. A spoken issue for a lot of years. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to give him what he asked for, and I'm not going to tell him no. Mm-hmm. But that may sound like an asshole answer to a lot of people. But uh, why is it give him what he asked but for when like, I... Sh- sh- I'm yeah. not done talking. Oh, okay, sorry. I was just saying that <laughs> sounds like an asshole answer of like, I'm just going to do it and give him what he asked for. It was more of like, I've not taken that approach to it before and tried to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I've taken that approach to get it done with before in the past. Yeah. But I was like, I'm just going to do it and I'm not going to say no and I'm going to try to enjoy it and I'm going to do new things and we're just going to see how it works out. And what I learned quickly was what I was missing as a woman Mm -hmm. and what I think a lot of women are missing. Yeah. What's what's the saying I always say? What? What what do you say? About the aura? I don't know. What do you say? Remember? A well-fucked woman? Oh, yeah. You can always tell. (laughs) You can always tell if you're a well-fucked woman, just so all you ladies know. Um, But it's true. Yeah. You can. Like, so it started out as kind of like, like a, like a goal for me as to like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it and I'm going to enjoy it. And if I'm not enjoying it, I'm going to like get myself to enjoy it. But but it did not take a lot of time. Like ladies, it does not take a lot of time to find. Well, and another thing is we're going to like put everything on the table here right now. Okay. Um, (laughs) I think a lot of people are really ashamed to tell their partner what they need in the bedroom or embarrassed or like insecure. Bro, she's not (laughs) fucking me. All right. No. We are just to get that out there. Nothing. (laughs) Vanessa does not peg me. She does not do any penetration. I in don't me. think that I would want to. I meant as a w- like for a woman, like 
and it could be related to the trauma that I've experienced, but I always just, you know, it was just, that's what it was. You have sex and you're done, but it's like the actual like pleasurable side of intimacy is like, like the whole experience. Yeah. Like it's a whole thing. Like it can be so fun. Yeah. It can be fun. And that's kind of where it led us to, I guess. I mean, obviously there are some things I'm like, no fucking way. Like, like absolutely not. (laughs) Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where I, I am at in that situation. I took, I, I guess I took what you were saying to heart and I was like, well, I'm not losing my like husband and I'm not losing my family. And I've like fought too fucking hard for nine years for him to tell me that he doesn't feel physically connected to me. And I remember you being like, <laughs> remember what I said? I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for you. Like all the things you've pushed me to fucking to crush. Yeah. And I was like, right? no other chick is going to get that after I worked so hard because because that's how I feel. Like I <laughs> deep down inside of me feel like I have a part to play in the man that you became. Mm-hmm. As you do. I'm not I give gonna you take every like full responsibility. I should not be given full responsibility for that. But like that's just how I felt. Cause let's be real, I don't fucking play video games. Not unless it's family night. Okay, <laughs> Mario Party or something <laughs> with the kids, but like I got I'm so fucking busy now. Yeah. So the the moral of the story is is that through a long, arduous, fucking hard crying heart-wrenching exhilarating nine years uh we've been trying to search for love because no one ever fucking showed us mm-hmm. and i think we're, we're we're figuring it out i'm not gonna say we're there yet but it's a hell of a lot better than it's ever been mm-hmm. so but i also feel like a lot of people will ride it out way too long like, you have to know deep down in your soul that, like, this is the person that you are destined to be with on this planet, on during this lifetime. Um, because if you're just doing it because it's, like, you don't want to move on, like, you don't want to find somebody else, you don't want to start over, but you don't feel like that person is the person that you're meant to spend the rest of your days with on this planet, mm-hmm. you're not ever going to get there. You're never going to be happy. Yeah. Like, for us, we've said literally for forever it's we are destined to be together at least i think it's fate this is why we ended up having a child when we weren't even in our minds supposed to have a child together Mm -mm. right and here we are and we both have been like you've supported my healing journey through like my father and childhood and i have been there to support your healing through your childhood and your trauma. Mm-hmm. And now that we're learning, we would like to share our stories with fucking whoever wants to listen to it and hopefully give them some insight and some courage and some bravery to heal themselves. Along with, I think a huge problem in the world is the destruction of the family union. Like, obviously, Vanessa and my 
story isn't like the orthodox way, but at least we're fighting to always continue to grow together and communicate and help each other. So if you're in a hard time, if you're having any issues, like, I don't know, what would be your suggestion? Say something? Yeah. Well, I well, it kind of depends. Because I was going to say, I said something for fucking night for a long time. I mean, obviously, like, you have to base it off of the relationship that you're in, not our relationship. And, um... It's just so different. Yeah. Like you have to know what your end goal is and like where you want to be in the end. And like, I think for the both of us, maybe more so me is I have to show my kids what it looks like to love Mm -hmm. and love their father specifically Mm -hmm. and, and him love their mother because like Tyler just said, the family union is not like it's going to be a thing of the past mm-hmm. unless we do something differently. Um, obviously, two of our children come from an ended relationship. Their family has already been broken once. Um, and it like it breaks my heart because it's like it's not normal. It's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. So it's really important for me to show them. Um love like i like i mean we've talked about this like tyler and i never saw that growing up mm-hmm. so i mean don't get me wrong like our children have seen far more than they've probably needed to see in their lifetime up to this point but what i i want them to like take away from their childhood is that i mean especially for tinsley like mom and dad tried so hard and they always like came out on top because mm-hmm. for her it's like I don't know like there's something different like little girls just hit you differently and I you know but I also to imitate what she should see like to me mm-hmm. I want to be a proud father so that I can imitate what type of man she should look for right mm-hmm. and you as the mother and then Though that's two individual things, but then also together as our ours our marriage. Like I always say, I I ask this, like tell <laughs> tell me what what is love, and it's like you can't use words to describe love. No, there's many words that fall under love, like as a subcategory, but love is an as a verb. It's to love. It's an action, and so we have to show them. And show people what love is through love and affection. So what? We cuddle together. We kiss. We fucking hold hands. We snuggle. I mean, fuck, last night, pretty sure Tinsley knew what was going on. She's standing (laughs) on the outside of the door. Thank God we got a lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I did not expect to go into this kind of... uh, conversation when you're like hey let's go do a podcast uh i didn't either and it just kind of led us here so it's kind of uh i guess crazy that we're gonna put this on the internet no i don't i i'm fine well it's gonna go on there and uh i hope everyone enjoys it you know it's it's one of those things where i said on a few episodes back that vulnerability is what 
what helps growth happen. We can hear each other's stories. We're real human beings. We go through real shit. You see on Instagram every day, fucking celebrities and Photoshop and airbrush, and everyone always just posting pics of their best life. When in reality, no one's fucking life is like that. That's Hollywood Cinderella bullshit. In real life, we're going through hard shit, and we're trying to grow every day, and we're trying to crush, and we're trying to learn, because no one fucking... I shouldn't say no one. For me and Vanessa, we weren't shown a lot of these things. Where now as an adult, we're having to learn and show ourselves and grow together. Where it could be a lot better off if we just show the children and they can grow up knowing all these things. So, with that being said, you have anything left to say, babe? You have any last final words? How can they get a hold of you? What's your tag? <laughs> What's your my, Instagram my tag? Instagram is private. Oh, it's private. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you can get a hold of me. I guess in order to get to the queen, first you have to talk to the king. It may become public eventually. But I just there's I fucking like weirdos privacy. out there. There's so many. We- I still get like message requests from people that I don't know, and it like I don't post my children a lot on social media anymore because of how creepy it got for a while. Uh-huh. Uh I just don't know if I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like you, I guess. I don't give a fuck. I Come show up don't. at the door. Let's do something. No. <laughs> no, I don't really have anything to say. I um yeah. I hope people can take something from our story. Our story is still being written. I feel like everybody's is. Yeah. And you just I don't know. I just I feel like if we would have given up a long time ago when it first got bumpy, we would both be regretting it right now. Yeah. So I'm very thankful that we didn't and we're able to like uh, learn and grow. I mean, I'm 31. You're 34. We're still very young. Yeah. Like, very young. Um, to have gone through a lot of the stuff that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. And the trauma and all, like, just learning. Yeah, It's learning. all about learning, I feel. Yeah. So, that's that. And, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you very much for coming on my podcast. I would love to say any time, but I might have to rethink that. It's okay. <laughs> Next time we'll do s- one less serious. And uh, I really want to talk about, like, homesteading and canning and stuff with you. Yeah. We eh? have a lot going on here. Yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. We have so much going on here. But, yeah, that's a different – that's a podcast for a different time. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, this is going to come out right before Thanksgiving, so – Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Later.